Mai a Hoiso. Hello and welcome to the New York Welsh podcast, the podcast that celebrates Welsh success stories in New York while hopefully inspiring the creation of some new ones. I am Richard. And I am Gideon. How are you feeling, Rich? I'm a little bit better. Thank you were not feeling well last time I saw you. No, I wasn't doing too well. I got a pretty nasty stomach virus and how, I've been out of the count. How long did it last? Uh, almost a full week in the end. Yeah. Well, you're looking very well, considering you lost, <laughs> you lost about 20 pounds. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm actually just floating here <laughs> while we're recording this. Oh, um, well, I'm glad you made it round for our episode with Chloe Wilson. Yes, not just uh, episode, but actually managed to see Chloe Wilson live uh, in performance, didn't we, last night? Yes, we did in, uh, in the West Village or Greenwich Village? Uh, it was in... Oh, that's very much West Village, isn't it? It was almost on the water. Yeah, it was almost on the highway, yeah. Um, That was cool. Yeah, the Ohio Theatre. Yes, Chloe Wilson. Uh, Chloe's a young actor from the Ronda who now lives in Hell's Kitchen in Manhattan. Uh, She she graduated from the American Academy of Dramatic Arts uh, last year, uh, and she's just wrapped up her first ever role in an off-Broadway musical, uh, which we saw last night, as we just mentioned, uh, called Ablaze. Which was an a cappella musical. Um, to those of you who don't know, that's two words. <laughs> which we just found out when we <laughs> Googled it. cappella. Uh, which is when they don't have musical accompaniment or musical instruments accompanying them. It's all just done with voices. It was very, very cool to listen to. We talked to Chloe about her character, Via, um, which she plays. Uh, we talked to how she approached the role and how she approaches roles in general. Um, but also just what it's like to be a young actor uh, in New York, trying to find roles and um, find different gigs, um, which I thought was, yeah, really interesting. And and about how some Welsh community spirit helped get to where she is today. So please enjoy our conversation with Chloe Wilson. Well, welcome, Chloe. Thanks for coming on. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, especially um, coming on the day after the last night of your performance. Yeah, I know. Giddy and I were both at. Uh, congratulations <laughs> again. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess maybe we could, maybe let's start there. Maybe you could, um, just for people listening, give us a, maybe a quick overview of the play. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. The play was, um, it was a musical, an acapella musical. The title is Ablaze, an acapella thriller musical. Bit of a mouthful. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just about like a group of high school kids um in i think it said in oregon originally and um yeah they get these like fake messages and there's eight of them and they end up getting trapped in an abandoned high school and um there's this like kidnapper guy who like sets the high school on fire and they are trapped underneath the ground in like this pit and the whole thing is kind of like a situation like musical like every the story is like just so there's like every storyline like you talk about we talk about all the kids and what they're going through and the problems that they're facing and how like that trauma affects them in the future. And um, it was a pretty cool play to do because of like they, they jump back and forth. Like you know, we talk about afterwards and how they deal with it and um, and also like being down there and how like, horrific it was, but also like how much you discover about yourself and other people. It was just really a really relevant musical for like a diverse cast, a diverse group of people and really fun to do. And acapella too is nuts to do. Crazy. Like I've never, I've sung like acapella before, but not to that degree where you're singing constantly for two hours straight and this, you support everyone and you're, you, you can't switch off. It's always like you're either doing a solo or you're backing someone else. Like it's just, it was crazy, but wonderful. I Loved can it. imagine. It was, it's, I mean, it's quite a, it's quite a high concept mm. for, for a play or a musical or anything. Yeah. Just, the amount of stuff that happens, the amount of stuff you have to get your head around. Mm. Said it was a play first before it was adapted into a musical. Yes. So um, Matthew Zrebski, he wrote it, um, I think about like 10, 15 years ago. And it was a play. It was, yeah, like a full length play. But then he decided that a couple of years later that he wanted it to adapt it into a musical and make it kind of like an opera feel. Um, still keeping some dialogue in and yeah I think it was just taking it to the next level and I think it was performed first in Oregon by a high school group of students but then um, it, they, they, there was a more professional like uh, performance then I think on the west coast so then we were lucky enough to be able to be a part of the east coast premiere. What do you mean so. more professional? 
like there was it was performed in a school by like high school kids like as like a prep like um I don't know I think he was like testing it out kind of like a workshop production and he was working with them but then he like hired actors and singers to be a part of another like a a bit more professional production when it was set in like a theater and was them like an invited like a you know paid audience and not just like a high school performance um so it was a bit more official I think he wanted to like test it out first and then take it and like just keep it progressing yeah. it's quite interesting I, I thought just just the notion of going to an, an, a new original musical I feel like you know most musicals you get invited to or go to tend to be you know, things you've heard of versus plays typically tend to be new and original so to actually yeah. go go and do an original musical felt it's quite ambitious yeah no it was and like I remember the first day of the table read and they just like plopped the script and score down and we were like oh my gosh it was like so thick and we were like how are we gonna be able to attack something like this right because you'd probably be familiar with musicals you've done before you'll be familiar yeah. with and you can yeah, there's recordings you can listen to yeah exactly there was a cast recording of the um, West Coast premiere that we were able to work with which was right really helpful but um we ended up adapting it like to suit our voices because we were obviously a lot different and there's a character you know the um the fire part you see the three girls that was originally um like 12 people so they were normally the ones who underscored everything but we then had to do that because we were a smaller cast so we then had to adapt like the music a little bit so so those those three three girls with the with the lights that they mm-hmm. were holding walking around they represented the fire yeah they represent the fire and um i saw i don't know around. i saw them as as sort of like the three witches or something just uh, they yeah. were overseeing it all they were obviously from a different realm i could tell that but i didn't realize they were supposed to represent the yeah, fire yeah no the title the, the character title is fire but our director kind of made them more like the three witches kind of feel cuz he wanted it to be a bit more like mystical and have that kind of like spirit element to it and um it certainly is heavy with symbolism isn't it the, yeah the whole very thing. heavy my director nigel um he was that was one of his main goals he loves to like he said he loves to use like like we had the light bulbs he loves to use like darkness and then like just like little sex with the light and um yeah he's just he tried to because it is the play is like the way it's written it's like pretty like i don't know like like there's so much you can do with it it's like everything's like kind of handed to you so i think it was Mm -hmm. kind of awesome for him to take that and be like okay i can put like as much of like my flair into it as possible and like like symbolism is one thing that he wanted to bring out from like the words that that were given to us um yeah so like having the fire be like like brought into like an actual person was really interesting and fun to play with and yeah it was pretty cool and talking about bringing your flair to it how much mm-hmm. how much of it do you, do you think that you were able to bring yourself or, or was it, it you just lifting it off the page and trying to be as accurate as possible um I guess you kind of always want to honor the like original character but I I just loved like Veya was my character and like I loved her as a person like the whole like because she was very misunderstood like she was the like popular girl in high school like prom queen kind of like person and it was cool to like realize that she wasn't like she can be lonely too like she doesn't have as many friends as people think she does and so Mm. like I love to be able to show that side of like the popular girl because I feel like a lot of movies just show like like the like there's like the popular like blonde like yeah not not typically a sympathetic yeah no not at all and so that was really cool to like take and run with but could you relate to it anywhere I mean I, I read somewhere you were head girl in your school I don't yes, know it's quite the same yeah. equivalent as a prom queen but no I know and like, like I mean I'm like obviously it's like different school like experiences like I from where, like, yeah American from uh, the Ronda Valley to yeah, it's uh, a little bit different. Oregon Portland. yeah but no there's a lot of parts that I could like hone into and like kind of take as my own because I when I read like read her part I was just like oh she's just She's just like a lovely girl who is just genuinely misunderstood and like everyone thinks that she has has it all but she doesn't really and like I I don't know I just kind of felt I not that that was me in school but like being like head girl and being like having that um kind of I don't know putting like on that being on that pedestal is hard and like some people think that you are fine and have everything under control all the time but you don't and like you have to deal with a lot of you have to juggle a lot of things and you know, sometimes it takes away from, you know, you, you wouldn't be hanging out with friends because you'd be with, like, you know, doing a choir competition or you'll be doing some sort of work with school and da da da, da. Do, you, do you find that helpful to have things where you can draw inspiration from your own life or does sometimes that actually 
get in the way because you maybe mark a character in a way that maybe wasn't intended because you're on a, you're almost too close to a certain thing oh uh, yeah um i think it's all like i find it really helpful to always find something in a character that, that i can hook on to because otherwise it becomes like they become too distant from me and then i can't embody them or i can't do them justice you know like that story like needs to be told and i want to be able to tell it like the best i can but it is hard sometimes like like with Vea, there was a lot of things that i could take from and like me you know that I've gone through and I can like take and make my own but like also like justify her and like her story but yeah I think it is easier to have something always but sometimes it's not possible and you just have to like find it or like do like make up your own story to like be able to hook into it but Mm. it is always helpful to have something at least (laughs) so I read on your website it's I think it said uh yeah born actress born actress <laughs> um, yeah. so one of the questions I was asked did you I'm sure it's kind of obvious one did you always know you wanted to uh act and was it something I mean I won't give it away but obviously we read about um when you were 10 and having the was it the archbishop you sang in yeah yeah archbishop, archbishop of Canterbury yeah. yeah we um I think yeah it was always something that I performing was always something that I loved to do like honestly like my inspiration was always like Disney movies like I'm not gonna lie like Beauty and the Beast like I was I would always like I'd always be singing like the bell parts and like me and my friends would always be putting on like you know the typical like putting on shows like we'd use our curtains in my bedroom and like stand on my windowsill and like make sure let me get a little theater but um yeah it was always something that I just found like a passion in and was just like so comfortable doing and it was just so fun and yeah, and then through school, like, I grew up doing choirs and performing and, like, I sang solo, duets, everything. And it was mainly, like, classical stuff and, you know, I, um like, trained classically and all that kind of thing. But just from, like, probably, like, eight, seven or eight, I was, like, competing, like, with, like, singing and acting and dancing, all that kind of thing. Um, in, like, the, um, they said, what, like, festivals and stuff like that. But yeah, it was always something that I just can't see myself doing anything else. Like I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. And I'm not sure if I'm good at anything else. It's just something that I've just always done and just find so much joy in. And I don't know if there's anything else in the world that I would like to do. <laughs> I, I could tell you were uh, classically trained. In fact, yeah. when, when, because everyone, everyone has their, uh, a solo quite early on. Everyone has like mm. a line or two early on in the play. Yeah. And um, when you sang, I was like, there we go. That's the Welsh girl. <laughs> yep. There's the soprano. <laughs> yeah. No, it was yeah. good. It was good. Oh, thank um, you. So when you sang in front of, was it two archbishops? Weren't they both there? Um, I'm not sure. I think it was the... Well, according to one, my research, yeah, the Wales the, Online article, it mm-hmm. said the Archbishop of Canterbury and the Archbishop of Wales. Oh, yes. No, of course. Yeah, double, both of them were there. Both whammy. of them were there. It was a good while ago. But in, yeah, was, in Canterbury Cathedral. Yes. With the choir from your school. Yeah, so it was my, um, like, Fern uh, Callan, my primary school. They, um, It was their choir. I was, I think I was 11 or 12. But um, we, I was head girl of my primary school too, so... Um, we got to go there and sing and perform and um, I, me and my friend Alice got to meet the Archbishop of Canterbury and we were blessed by him and all that kind of thing. It was pretty cool. But um, yeah, we just, we went there and we sang as part of like the ceremony there and like we got to do a couple of like radio interviews and like meet lots of cool people. But yeah, it was because of um, um, Father Bigmore, who is our like local priest and um he was huge with um music in the community like he would come to our school a lot and try and promote the arts because it is a kind of it's not dying but it's just something that a lot of people brush aside at home I think Mm. and um I mean I was always lucky enough to be a part like my friendship group were all very artistic and very musical and like so we were always like together doing these kind of things but it was because of people like Father Paul because he like created this community of like music in the community who like we were all he would just promote it so much and like push us and like get us to places like the Canterbury Cathedral to perform and like give us that kind of prestigious like event to like just sing and meet cool people and yeah he was just a huge part of that and yeah I'm just so thankful for having that like foundation in my life because like that's what got me here Mm. Yeah. What part of Wales are you from? I'm from the Ron the Valleys. Right, so, so that that, <laughs> that explains the the community spirit in yes. the in terms of the singing and mm-hmm. the choirs and stuff. Oh, yes. yeah, that's fab. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I guess the other big part that got you here was, um, I guess, your school. Yes. Um, so what, I guess, what made you apply there opposed to maybe like a drum, like RADA or drama school in London? And Yeah, no, I, I did apply for a lot of London schools. Um, it was one of my teachers in school, like in my um, comprehensive school. He, he had a niece who was in the LA campus of the American Academy and had like knew that I was on search for schools and they suggested me to look up this one and I was like okay I'll have a go and um, I already had like a couple of London auditions on one weekend and there was a slot to audition on the same weekend so I was able to like fit it in and ended up going up there um, and doing that audition and oh, then so you could audition in London for the American yes yeah yes we auditioned oh, in the I didn't I didn't think about that that, that's cool yeah it's yeah nice no it was awesome that. yeah they do an audition in London and then I think Oslo I think there's somewhere else but then other than that it's just all around America wow they, they do encouraging internationals which is awesome but so, so it's just you and a bunch of Norwegians and they yeah yeah around. yeah there's actually a lot of um Norwegian Swedish people yeah in my, yeah in my class but no, we went up to London, we did the audition, like amongst about like, I think I did like 13 or 14 of the drama school auditions within like a month. It was crazy. Wow. We'd like drive up, like, I think we drove so many times, like about 10 times up to London in a month, just like wow. going to mm-hmm. these auditions and like having to do like these crazy days. But um, yeah, like American Academy was one of them. And about two weeks after my audition, I got a phone call and was accepted and it was a complete change of like path. I was ready to go to London or yeah. some like maybe Cardiff, like Royal School, like Royal Welsh. But it was just I don't know. I just had this feeling about it. Like I'd never been to New York. I've been to New York, but I hadn't been to the school. I hadn't like I didn't really know much about it. But I just I've always loved Broadway and like musical theatre was a huge part of my upbringing and like it just seemed like exciting and yeah, what something. an adventure. Yeah. It was just like so nice to be accepted for one. I did not expect like walking into the audition. I did not expect to be accepted. And then when I was, it was just kind of like a new, like I just knew I had to go. I don't know why. And it was just, I just had to, had to be done. And that's, yeah, it was a magical kind of time because it just like complete, like my life kind of just like went in a completely different direction, but of, like for the best, like I've loved it. And it was like the, one of the best, experiences ever being able to come here unreal because it was no mean feat right like um we were saying obviously american schools for those that don't know are incredibly expensive comparatively to the to the uk Mm -hmm. um i was reading about this the fundraiser that um was put was it put on for you is that how it came so i um i put it on you put it on yeah yeah so we um we did quite a bit of fundraising we did a lot of different events and we did like auctions and different like nights like you know like little disco nights and stuff but I just felt like because like music had been a big part of getting me here I just wanted to be able to share something and be able to give back for the fundraising you know like myself so Mm -hmm. I with the help of Father Paul and the music in the community he was able to give me the like like let me use the church as my venue and um I was yeah I got my it was me and a lot of my friends like just to sing a couple songs and like I got my choir to perform and yeah so we just had a whole night of music and we had like drinks and food and yeah it was just to be able to give back because I I'm just so grateful for that community they gave to me and it was a you know just a lovely night of like community and music and it was really really helpful in my getting to America but um yeah it was I was able to, yeah, we put it on. Father Paul helped me and it was just a wonderful night. I'm still thankful for it. <laughs> That's lovely. Community all pulling together to send off their mm. uh, best yeah. and brightest over. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. nice. It's, it is. It's got, it was a, it's got a sort of fairy tale thing about it. Maybe, yeah. there's, a, maybe there's an acapella in there. Maybe we can write a musical about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right, I'll be in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, just describe what it was like then, you know, getting get in on the plane coming here for the first time did you come alone did did your parents escort you no my parents uh, my parents my sister my grandmother came with me okay. um we came a couple of days before i had to move in to i stayed in the um schools like housing and um yeah we came a couple of days before i'd been to new york because my school did a couple of trips before with uh, choir trips actually not that we sang much but we came um yes yeah, so i'd been but it was a completely different experience coming. I just remember being on the plane and being like, not 
it didn't really sink in until about Christmas time I don't think like I just kind of was on autopilot like going I was so excited and like getting there and like moving in meeting all these people um yeah but we we got there and um stayed a couple of nights did a couple of like touristy things and paste and all that kind of thing and then I moved in at the beginning of September and started school then like a couple of days later and um yeah it was just surreal because like this was going to be my life for at least the next two years and it was nuts but very different like, I think the homesickness was something that you really have to like you expect but you don't expect when it's coming like you don't know when it's going to hit you and like mm. it was really emotional leaving my parents and they ought to like you know go fly home and leave me alone there <laughs> but um I think for the first couple of weeks I was just so I was on a high and like I was meeting all these people and like classes were awesome and then I remember like a month or two into it I just it was just like that like here I think that feeling of going mm. like needing to be home it was just oh, it was overwhelming but you know you're doing it for like obviously for yourself but for everyone back home as well because I didn't think I would ever be living and studying in New York and then here I was and there's so many people back home who probably think the same are doing maybe a singing and acting but maybe it could be any you know some any other job and just being there it felt like I had to do it for everyone else and had to do it for my community and like everyone who's all the people me. that had assisted you in getting there yeah, it's like there's an obligation I hadn't even thought of that yeah yes. no of course and not that that was a strain it was just it was kind of inspiring because yeah you're homesick but you know home is the reason that you got there you know like your community is the reason that you are where you are and are able to do something that you're so passionate about and it was just it was a mixed bag but it was unreal very unreal <laughs> it's, it's an intensive course I mean how many hours oh yeah it was doing? crazy um I don't think I was really prepared for how nuts it was going to be um it was five days a week um but the days would be like I could be starting at 8am and finishing at 10pm like it was crazy we'd have different classes you know we'd study we studied acting because my major was acting I did my when I was auditioning in London it was mostly for musical theatre but this course I just felt like combined everything that I needed and wanted and they you know they did have singing and they had dancing and different things but I just the way that it was structured really appealed to me and so yeah we'd have classes we had like an acting class like a voice and speech class a movement class um they were like one of the main some of the main ones but then we do like theater history and then we do like script analysis all that kind of thing so it was covering everything and we'd also have like camera classes like later on in the year but yeah it would be Cam- like five days a week. as in operating or how to act in front of a camera acting in front of a camera yeah but also we were taught how to film our own stuff because a lot of what they were promoting to us was you know create your own work be your own Mm. like you know like do write for yourself and like Mm. film it and then just put it anywhere just it's very new york i think there's Mm. a huge indie film scene i hate that word but you know indie film uh scene yeah scene (laughs) (laughs) no it is and that was really useful because um like we can, you know, we know how to work cameras now. We know like with having the boom and like different shots and like how to film, but also how to act in front of. And so, you know, you can literally do everything yourself. Yeah, Guinea appreciates that a lot. Yeah. To understand the, the the role of the boom and what you're trying the to achieve. Boom. Yeah. I, I'm a yeah. boomer. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's awesome. Amazing. So I do, I do appreciate yeah, the art, the art, the art of the boom, the art of acting underneath the boom. Yeah, <laughs> not moving ever. <laughs> so you mentioned earlier about, uh, I guess coming over, and I imagine you must be the only Welsh person in. Most people know because I imagine it's quite an international class, right? Or is it? A yes, lot? no, it was my yeah. like class specifically was I think forty percent international. Okay, which was awesome. A lot of British people, right? Yeah, and, so a lot of Brits. and do people and do people pick up on your accent? Do people say, "Are you Welsh?" Yeah, my yeah. first. I remember moving in like no one could understand me. Like right now, my I think my accent is a bit more like, timid and a bit less, um, a bit more articulate. But at the time, I was just like speed running, like speaking and like and like yeah. rolling my R's out like here, there, and everywhere. And I had to really slow down and just make sure that I say things properly and change a couple of words because I, 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 so many times people would be like, hold on, what did you say? Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, I have yeah, no yeah. idea. You've been talking for five minutes, but I have no idea what you've you said. To, you've got to watch that, though, because that's how you lose the accent. I know. I can, I can, I can get back as soon as okay. I go home. 
It's like a little top up. (laughs) I I can hear myself when I'm surrounded by Americans. I can hear myself toning it down, speaking slowly, Mm -hmm. speaking the way that I think they're going to expect me to speak. And then Mm. halfway through, I go, why do I I do that? I sound like I'm from middle America. No, I know. Gideon's having an identity crisis. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Oh my God, are you okay? But um, no, yeah, it was definitely something that like, I didn't expect to have to do, but I did. And also with my classes and stuff as well, like I voice and speech classes, I had to learn how to do an American accent and I had to be able to do like an RP British accent and like everything. I just had to change the way I speak. Well, and sing, I imagine too. Because yeah, that yeah. was the first thing I noticed when you started yeah. singing. I was like, wow, you're, you're not singing with an American yeah, accent. No, yeah, no, I definitely, is- you just have to, yeah. And Actually, I found like I've been, um, I take singing lessons here and um, I've noticed that like singing in an American accent is actually better for like your placement of singing. Like it helps it become more clear and like a bit brighter. And like I had no idea. I was just used to choir singing and like, well, I don't you know, know the certain way the Welsh sing. I didn't know I just wasn't expecting it. I've, I've heard you sing before. I've heard you sing in Welsh because you're, 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 you're fluent Welsh. Yes, I'm fluent you're, Welsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember you, I think you sang at one of the uh, International Dinner and Thomas yeah, celebrations yeah, that the New York Welsh put on. Yeah, the, yeah. Um, the Liberty or the Sunken Hundred, I think. I both. Both, well, both, both of both, them. Right? Yeah, yeah, I did yeah, both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so when you started singing, I was like, oh, and then I asked, well, of course. Yeah, that yeah makes of course. Sense. So yeah, I just, yeah. you don't think about it from, from in the singing in a different accent. No, yeah. It's not something that I thought about because I just instantly go into my own accent, but I was like, wait, no, it actually is helpful sometimes to put the American on for Very singing. Cool. So I read somewhere that you have a connection to, some connection to Michael Sheen. Is that right? Yes, I do. Um, he is a lovely guy, but he um, helped me when I was fundraising, actually. Uh-huh. He helped me. I wrote to a lot of um, Welsh like celebrities and you know, like established people for help because I was, there was no way I was fording <laughs> school by myself, but... He was like one of the only people who came back and um, he sent me an email, his um, PA sent me an email and we were corresponding back and forth and he helped me out with um, my tuition. And then from like my three years of school, like through, um, like before graduating and through the, my third year, he was, you know, we'd keep each other updated and like I'd let him know what I was doing how school was going or what I was like productions I was doing all that kind of thing and then in my third year he um emailed me and he happened to be in New York because he moved for a year because his daughter was here and um asked to go for a coffee and I was like yeah yes please so we went and um he ended up from that coming to a lot of my um shows in my third year of school and um yeah, he saw me perform a couple of times and he came to my 21st wow. birthday. <laughs> wow. It was lovely. And like, we still keep in touch and I know he's back in Wales now, but he... Yeah, I think he, yeah. I think he's doing the, the Homeless World Cup. I think yeah, he just really finished that. I think he's heavily involved in that, right? Yeah, very yeah. heavily And it was in involved. Cardiff the, the, this year. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, it was wonderful. I kept kept up with it and he, he just does so, so much amazing work and like mm. for him to help me was such an honour because like he is someone that I've admired for years, like a Welsh person who was doing so well in the industry and yeah. but still gives back to his community which is something that I would love to do in the future, you know, we'd love to bring stuff back, to, back home because that's the reason you're there and um, he's a huge motivation inspiration to me so to meet him and to know him and to for him to be kind of a mentor for me was um, what, what sort of advice and encouragement has he given you Any, anything that sticks out um it's just he's just such a hard worker and like you get that from meeting him and like he you know it doesn't come easily you know it's it, you have to you have to want it and you have to have a passion for it but you also have to know that like hard work is something that you have to um just know that you have to do that was one thing that he pushed a lot was just like know the work that you have to put in and know that it's going to be worth it but mm. you just have to go for it and not care and just know that in the end you're doing what you love every single day mm. hopefully and that's a goal and is there something about his career trajectory that you particularly admire um i just think that how he does has done a lot in wales and has done a lot over here and has lived everywhere but just hasn't lost his roots like he is like he you know everywhere he goes you you know you make sure you know that he's Welsh like that's Mm. just something that I really admire because I know a lot of people who like have a taste of fame and whatever you know tend to like forget about where they not forget about where they come from but you know in like the busyness of being you know someone who is working all the time you you know move all over the place you don't you know it's not something you can talk about all the time but he does he always like references his roots and like knows that being home and like giving stuff to home is the most important part and that's just something I really admire and his work obviously amazing actor <laughs> mm-hmm. must, it must be great because I, 
I imagine it must be hard, you know, and uh, being a you know a new actor out of school. It's incredibly competitive. Can you can you just talk a little bit maybe about that? Um, about what it's like going to I mean do you I assume do you have an agent how does that process work yeah no um I because I did in my school they have a third year company program which is like the title is like New York Academy Company and we you have to be invited like you graduate after two years when you have to be invited into the third year and I was lucky enough to be invited and for that year you were just doing full productions with a costumer and with you know lighting designer and everything and you get these wonderful scripts to work on I was like lucky enough to work on an um Douglas Carter Bean musical that we on day one we had nothing and by the end we had a full musical with music and dial everything dancing which was nuts (laughs) but um yeah and like working with I got to work with amazing directors um Owen Horsley who worked with um, the Royal Shakespeare Company back home and is is Scottish and it was just like nice to you know you get those kind of experiences and that was wonderful and then I finished that in March and you get out and there's like none of that like you have nothing and it's just you audition like a couple times a week and you are constantly working like you take lessons and classes and I don't have an agent at the minute but for me that right now is like I'm on the search for one because I would love to have that kind of guidance and because there isn't much there is there's a lot but auditions are hard and like getting an audition is a success and Mm. and they are so fun too because you get to work on all these wonderful projects and like every week you get to be all these different people and it is fun but it's just taxing when you know you don't get things all the time obviously because it's so so competitive how do you how do you get an audition if you don't have an agent do you have to um you you can kind of be your own agent in the sense that you can go on websites like backstage and actors access and casting network and all that kind of thing that just they just have listings of everything casting calls yeah yeah what's happening Mm -hmm. this is what it is and you apply for them and then sometimes um you just you go to like an open call or an um, epa where you like spend all day you sign you as a sign-up sheet and you spend all day and you hope you get seen at the end of the day or you get like an audition slot and you come to one of the studios and audition for like the casting director and all that kind of thing but yeah no it's all online and um that's where I actually got um, a blaze from was backstage. There was a casting call on there that I auditioned. I auditioned down in like, on like Wall Street or somewhere. And um, yeah, and I got, got that job. But it is, you can kind of do the work yourself and find them. Because I audition a lot and um, obviously like try, talk, that's, talk that's us, the goal. But talk yeah. us through an audition. An audition, yeah, it depends. I've done quite a, a variety of them. Mostly theatre though. I, think, I feel like New York is very, there's a lot of theatre going on. Mm. Um, but my, like, for example, my Blaze audition was pri- primarily singing. So you can, I, I went and I um, signed in and waited for my time slot and walked in and there's like a board, there's like a table of like three or four people and you hand in your headshot and resume to them. And I had to sing 32 bars of, 34 bars of um uh, like any song like just a song that shows off your voice or shows your voice type and you get to choose you've prepared this yes okay. sometimes that was like the, a bit of a rare like scenario but um, yeah so I went in and sang and very short they normally like five minutes at most maybe five ten ten if you're lucky if they want to talk to you but that's it but like other times I've had a I had an audition for um, the non-union waitress tour where I auditioned for um, Dawn and I had like the music sent to me, like the audition cut, like what parts they wanted me to sing. And I had um, like a script they wanted me to work on and present. And then I walked into that one and I had like the um, piano player there, give my music to them. And then they lead you through and it's like, we'll go to the, we'll do the script first and then we'll sing and then we'll go back to the script. And so, yeah, you just go in, do your thing and leave. It's just very fast paced and What do you prefer? Is it is it easier or do you prefer doing something that you that's custom to the thing you're auditioning for or do you prefer just going with something that you know um it depends like we did a lot of like uh, monologue and song work in school mm-hmm. so we were prepared and we have I have like a repertoire of monologues and songs that I can pick from and you know sometimes sometimes it's easier when they give you something to do like something specific to do because you get a feel for the play or like the film or whatever you get a feel for the project and do you get a feel also... that do you get a feel for knowing like oh I'm I, oh, I feel like I can I can like really it could could be this versus it's yeah really yeah because yeah sometimes it's just like the casting call is just like female 20s like you don't know what you're getting so then when right. they give you sides it's like wow okay now I know 
like kind of the feel even though it's like two pages normally it's mm. just you get something but um I don't know I guess it's like that makes you feel a bit more comfortable I guess but I do like going in with like my mo- like monologue that I got to choose that shows me like because some casting directors want to see you in the role that they are casting you for but then sometimes you bringing they want to see who you are as a person mm. like versus like the character so going in with a monologue is fun because you know you've handpicked it you've worked on it you know what you're doing kind of thing and you can just go in and like be like this is me and this is what I can bring and leave <laughs> and what did you choose for a place a place I sung um can't help falling in love Elvis <laughs> Presley song I just love that and it was something that um I feel like I know I it just shows a bit off and like it, I didn't know like at the time I didn't know the feel of the musical so I thought something a bit more like com- like commonly known would be a bit easier and I'm I just love singing that song so I sang that and um yeah it must have worked <laughs> oh, so five minutes to make a good impression it's I mean my my nerves wouldn't have even settled by the time I was walking back out after the audition. So five minutes oh. to 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 nail it. That's yeah. impressive. No, it's. I think it's just this is the work. You know, auditioning is what you want to be doing because you want to be seen by these people. Mm. And yeah, nervous like nerves all the time. Like it's horrible because you just like beforehand you just saw like scared and I get all jittery and I need to pee all the time but um <laughs> do you have any like tips or do you have any or like uh hacks or anything you do to try and um, like, I calm d- down I, know, I always go there early make sure I have enough time to like compose myself and be there and nothing down. worse than being late to stress no, you out exactly because you're already stressed and nervous mm-hmm. and if you're running there then it makes it even worse but um I like to get there early I like to be prepared and just ready to walk in that room whenever they call because yeah. you know something's run over and like you know you get nervous like you can't time watch like I tend to like not touch my phone not touch anything for a good like hour or two beforehand because I don't want to I just don't want to be distracted I try and get like in that place but also I think it's just not not that it, it is routine, but it is something that you have to do over and over and over again. So mm. you have to find some sort of comfortability in it because otherwise you're going to be messing up yeah. every single audition and you're going to be nervous. Like, <laughs> yeah, I try and think of it as like a little performance. Like you get to perform for those five minutes, well, two minutes probably of the five. But like that's what you want to do. So you want to be able to perform. And like that's, I think that's what kind of gets me through. It's just like I'm performing. Like I get to do what I want to do for these people couple times a week <laughs> and so you said you you graduated in March you finished in March yeah I finished my the company year in um, March I graduated last April I'm um, 2018 I graduated in April and so so that between last April and March was the extra year you were invited yeah. to continue with mm-hmm. and then uh, is this your first production since then yeah so I graduated in March I've done a couple of other like little like short films and stuff like that and um I did a bit of um I did like modeling for a hair extension company all that kind of thing there's little bits to keep me active and going um I also work as a court check girl in um the Hudson Theatre on Broadway mm-hmm. and they're doing Seawall of Life at the minute but um oh the one with, with Jake Gyllenhaal and Tom Sturridge oh, yeah. yeah yeah so that have was... you seen it Yes, I see. I saw it at the public. Hundred times by now, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually, because Cold Check, I I listen to it every day, but right. I don't um, get to watch it because I'm outside and I'm guarding stuff and whatever. But um, is it good? Yeah, I have seen it. It is wonderful. Yeah. It is such a wonderful play. I read a New York Times review about it. Yeah, because I saw it at the public, and then I um, obviously saw it when it came to our theatre, and yeah, it's just wonderful, like true to life. Mm. It is just uh, like a it's a life show like life and death like that is the premise and just wonderful storytelling both of them unreal but no so I work at the Hudson I do call check and like that's kind of like my like rent paying job and I love it it's a little fat I got a little have a little family there now and it's just wonderful to be in a theater also like as my mm. like job is like in a theater and like seeing these actors do what they do and hearing them and being amongst that it's awesome have you ever had any have you any good I feel like people have their New York stories where you, you know either bumping into a celebrity or uh I don't know anything funny happen at the theater that um it is kind of cool when you see because like obviously with like Jake being this you know headlining this oh, and Jake. Tom yeah <laughs> yeah Jake you know my friend Jake um no he he obviously has a lot of have a lot of like celebrity friends so yeah. 
it's cool just to see people walk into the theater and before this we had um burn this with adam driver and kerry russell oh yeah of which course. was awesome yeah, yeah. um yeah and like w- kerry russell who has a welsh connection of her own exactly mm. matthew reese i got to, i i met him before actually in that sunken hundred oh yeah of course um night on the st david because he he, yeah, he did a performance yeah, well. yeah dylan thomas stuff yeah. But um, yeah, that was awesome. But like, obviously, in the theatre, like we, as part of the like front of house team, we get to go to the opening night parties and stuff. So we get to like see all these like celebrities and like these cool underground like bars, and it's oh, it's, it's like a bit surreal because you're just amongst all these people. And um, I remember like seeing like it was very hard to get to Matthew Reese and Kerry Russell because they were the stars of the night. But um, I saw him and was like, I saw you at the Second Hundred, and I gave him a hug, and he's like, Oh my gosh, I wish I could have talked to you and all that kind of thing. So it was nice like seeing Matthew Reese. And just being amongst, amongst that kind of craziness. And Did you, know. you say to him, you know, when I emailed you asking for some donation towards my <laughs> my tuition, yeah. how come you never got back? How come, yeah, yeah. yeah. was he in your junk? Yeah. You know who, got, who you know, did get back to me? Yeah. Michael. Yeah. He's a nice guy. I know, you're friends, right? That's funny. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, it was crazy. It was just crazy to, because I started working for that, like when that show came in, and then Matthew was in the theatre a lot. So it was just like, oh, like Welshy and Welshy, Welsh and Welsh. But no, yeah, I think that's kind of like the crazy. It's just seeing the, those kind of celebrities coming through the theatre. And like we have a VIP lounge in the theatre where they normally get whisked, whisked away to. But because I'm cold check, I'm right in the front in the lobby and I see everyone walk through. So it's just like that kind of, like, I don't, you don't know what to do because like you're in a professional setting, you can't say anything to them. But it's also like, oh my God, like Nicole Kidman just walked in or like, like I saw John Mulaney the other day, all these kind of people. And it's like, ah. Leah Michelle was there and I was just like stars like don't look at it don't look at it yeah and they're like excuse me mom, can you take my jacket yeah exactly <laughs> like like praying it's going to be raining like so they can give me this stuff but no that's that's kind of like the surreal like New York kind of moment for me it's just like there's all these people here and you don't know and it's nuts <laughs> I, I love how uh, happy you are with where you are right now but if you yeah. could uh, if you if you could predict no, that's the wrong word. If you could wish to be somewhere in 20 years, what would that be? I think my my ultimate goal is just to be able to do this and sustain myself acting, singing and whatever, like for life. Like that's like the like always the goal. It was never for me like, oh, I want to be famous or I want to like make it big. It was always just like, can I sustain this career and make a life out of it and not have to do anything else you know mm. what I mean I just want to be able to perform and sing act whatever for forever and I think that was a big thing last night after closing was just like it was such an amazing experience and like being in a room with like like-minded people who love what they do and have these amazing voices and have these like these visions and like this artistry it's just it's so inspiring and like I always want to be in a room like that and I always want to be with people like that because it's just why I came here and why I Mm. want to do this and it's amazing and like afterwards I just it was such a reflective process process for me because like yeah I I, I love working in the Hudson and I love doing all this other stuff but being able to perform saying act in whatever is just so like fulfilling and makes me feel so passionate and I don't know. It's just I don't want to do anything else. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it must be quite an intense experience being in the same room as these people. Did you know any of the cast before? No, I didn't. This but was a you, fresh cast. Yeah, firm friends by now. I mm, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, good little group. But no, I had no idea. I hadn't um, heard of my director either. And it was yeah. It's it's always scary to go into like a new like production because like you, don't, you just don't know what you're gonna get and you don't know if you're gonna be. And like everyone's going to get on or like what the dynamic's going to be. But I'm really lucky with this show. Everyone was just in it for the right reasons. And everyone was, you know, just had the same mindset as me, I guess. And we were very, very musical and was really like very hardworking. So like that's what you want. You don't want people who are going to just like slack off and like not really want to be there. But no, we spent hours and hours on this show, which was awesome. And like a lot of stuff like outside of rehearsals too that we would go to. But then, you know, like we go to the movies afterwards or, you know, you become really, really close friends. And that's what I love about like this like business and this community is like having all these little families around like in different places, like these different groups of friends that you would, mm. wouldn't necessarily meet normally. But yeah you just meet great people that you will keep in contact with and always have those connections and also it makes you feel a bit more at home because it it is quite different you know to people who work in a you know a company or a hospital or a school or whatever yeah okay maybe you'll move every few years or something but that's your base 
mm-hmm. versus what you, you well, both of you, I suppose, work in much more fluid industries, like the like pockets of people, which yeah. is, uh, yeah, it must be an interesting, but a exciting dynamic. It is exciting. But that's the thing. There's just no guarantee with this industry. There's no guarantee of anything. And like now this show is done, like we worked mm-hmm. on it and like could have done it for weekends to come, but that was it. And we're done. And like that's and do all ha- there is to it. And do you have something lined up next or is it auditioning now? It is. Um, I have a, like a couple of like things that I'm going to be working on. One of my friends from company is, um, started his own kind of Shakespeare company like when we were hoping to be able to perform in um like pubs and bars and it's like something he's like doing adaptions of Shakespeare plays they're making more accessible and modernizing them and all that kind of oh, thing cool. so we're hoping to be able to take that and perform in different places and I um it's the first one is Romeo and Juliet and like like Juliet's a bit of a kind of like a valley's girl actually a bit like you know just you know rough and ready and um <laughs> Romeo's a bit more like timid and like I don't know why. like this is my first girlfriend I don't really know so it's like kind of um yeah it's funny and the script is awesome so we're hoping to be able to develop that and like and it's uh, the two it's just the two of you it's I didn't I didn't begin it but um I was but you're I, playing I'm, now I'm, no, I'm, not, I'm oh. actually playing the nurse but she's oh. now a character called Nursey who only speaks in verse like she only talk, and everyone else is like normally talking and like she's just like in her own little world and kind of ditzy that's kind of a lot of the roles I get actually ditzy but you know that's all right um, <laughs> I can do that it sounds well. very cool mm-hmm. um, if anyone wanted to find out more information about is there anything out about it yet or is it um, still it's still early days okay. yeah yeah early days but um I'll hopefully be able to post more but I think that's going to be October and then other than that I've been like writing I've been trying to like do my own like thing but I've been trying to I've wrote a cabaret like for myself like just about like what we've been talking about like my journey here and what stuff you have to deal with when you're here you know by yourself and moving at 18 from like in a home where you you grew up and you're comfortable to a whole new city and you know my school experience and like all that like performing and stuff so I've written that and I'm hoping to be able to take that to like a couple of like cabaret sessions like open mics and hopefully like just make that something that I can work on like as a side not a side thing but you know something that I can perform properly soon but yeah that's um that was something that actually me and um Michael were talking about like you give me the idea and she means Michael Sheen Michael Sheen sorry Michael, Michael. Sheen <laughs> you know Michael, Michael. Michael and Jake yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no he's um you know he's just thinks it's important to talk about these things because even though like to me, I don't think about it as a big mm. thing, but it is. It was kind of a big thing moving across the ocean to come to school, yeah. leaving everyone. Of course, but, um, it was. Yeah, and yeah. and even to be out there now without the security or the the foundation of a school. Because how old are you now? Twenty one. So you're still eighteen. That's the grand old age. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, I mean, you only just. So you can only legally just have a drink in New York. Yeah, that was a crazy experience. <laughs> oh, and you left the UK when you were 18. Yeah, so my birthday's in November, so I had like a good time. So you've like, been teetotal for the last three years. Now. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, completely teetotal. So good, so good of me. Detoxing, but no. Yeah, it was nuts because like I turned 18, I had a couple months home and then I moved and then it was like back to feeling like I was 16 again right. and I was like, oh, okay. But no, it was, Um, now I can. Now I can go out and <laughs> go to places. Go to like comedy shows where I can actually have a drink instead of just sitting there with my water. Like, okay, <laughs> like I'm just gonna enjoy this. <laughs> but no, a lot of new experiences. <laughs> um, if if you, this is something we ask, I think every guest probably. If if you could give some advice to anyone listening who has similar dreams to you, uh, what would you say? Um, I don't know. Uh, similar. I think it's just like don't think that anything is too big for you you know like don't think anything is too far-fetched because I was a culprit of that like I was always I'd never dream of someone said that I was going to be living in New York when I was like 16 you know performing choirs and stuff I it would be like no I'm I'm good that's not that's not gonna happen but you know things change and like it is a possibility and like don't stay confined to your little like you know the little bubble that you have because reaching outside is just you'll find so much and you will grow so much and like it is not too far away from you like if you really really want something you can go whatever and get it you know it's like you just have to work and you just have to be and want it and know that this is for you and you know just go and get it don't just think that you're okay and comfortable where you are because you you might be and you can always come home that's the thing you're always gonna like home is always gonna be there but I just I can't imagine my life being anything else now I just I've found so much from being here and the people you meet and I it's just amazing 
and I don't think I would have ever have thought about it you know like back at home I don't think it would have been something that entered my head but being offered it and like having that chance like you know you'll find a way to get and get there and the reward is priceless and I don't know it's just you you gotta go for it you gotta go for it whatever you do I think nice very, I thought it was very articulate mm. I oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess the last thing would just be if anyone did want to find out any more about you or get in contact or anything yeah no um I have my uh website which I try and keep updated as much as possible um which is uh, chloe teresa wilson.com which is cool <laughs> I got my own little name um I'm on Instagram and Facebook um I think my name on Facebook is like Chloe Teresa Wilson. Just yeah. and, and we'll and we can link to these in the in the show notes. Yeah, as well. I think I tend to keep my Instagram mostly updated, and I have a YouTube channel too that hopefully I can give to you, like my singing, because like I just yeah I sing quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, we'll include but, the link um, to all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I think I think when I, when I hear someone's got a YouTube channel, that definitely makes me. I've, I've missed the generational cutoff there. I think that's like a definitely a Gen Z. <laughs> also have a youtube channel yeah and mine's not very um clean not clean but you know what i mean it's not very organized it's just me singing like i just post it now and again i'm like okay there it is there it is and there's like well, actually there's some like old old videos of me that i might have to take down before this goes out but you know <laughs> <laughs> like terrible singing me but you know we you'll will. see the process anyway the progress yeah. hopefully we'll start it somewhere yeah exactly <laughs> okay well i think the only thing left is uh thank you thanks for coming on thanks for coming around and and taking the time to do this oh, it's been you. a pleasure chatting yeah i've loved it thank you so much well we hope you enjoyed listening and if you did then please subscribe and leave us a review as long as it's positive the more people review the show the more people will get to hear the show yeah and if you'd like to get in touch with us then please do the email is podcast at newyorkwelsh.com or you can contact us through any of the socials both our instagram and twitter are at newyorkwelsh And if you'd like to stay up to date with the latest goings-on, you can do so by subscribing to the monthly newsletter on our website. NewYorkWelsh.com